Welcome back. This is episode 58 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host every week. My name is Connor Kaysen. I'm always joined by my co-host, Nick Hughes. And for the past year, Nick has been traveling around the country, visiting entrepreneurs in every other city. And I've been back in Seattle. But this week, we get a little switch. Nick is in Seattle, and I'm on the East Coast in Florida visiting family. And this week, Nick had five Founders Live events. And so we picked out three of the winners that we were curious about talking about. And it actually gets us into a tangent and a deep conversation about whether or not you would be interested in placing a device actually physically in your body instead of wearing a smartwatch or just your smartphone. What would it take to you to place a chip in your body to get all those vital details back uh, that you could obviously make different decisions on. We're curious. Let us know on Founders Live or tweet at us or leave us a comment here on Anchor uh, what it would take for you to be willing to put a chip in your body to get this information back. I hope you enjoy our conversation here this week for episode 58. Uh, We appreciate you, as always, listening to the show every single week. Please enjoy the show. Nick, happy Friday. What is up? How you doing, Connor? I am fantastic. The roles are reversed this week because you are in Seattle and I am on the East Coast. Uh, I, uh, been, Yeah, it's interesting making this call here at noon. I'm so used to like waking up and then doing the call right away. Uh, but I've been up for like six hours. I went fishing this morning. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like time for lunch now. Nice, dude. Yeah, now, now you know how I feel. It's... Um... You know, after a couple of years doing this in the morning and then on the East Coast, it's like, well, this is weird, you know, it's like yeah, mid- it's, middle it's of the day. Weird to like, yeah, to have it in the middle of the day. I'm kind of used to like waking up and drinking coffee and uh, preparing for the show. It's uh, quite different. But uh, how are you feeling? I know you're coming off of Founders Live Seattle last night. How are you doing today? Usually I know those can be late nights for you. Definitely late nights, but it was great. And um, just a good, solid crowd. It was fun. Uh, we had it at Think Space uh, in Seattle and right on the water there by the marina. Just great event. And, um, uh, man, good pitches, actually. Really good companies. Okay. And so before we talk about the winner, uh, do you have any highlights of the night? Any any memorable people you want to shout out? Or any maybe of the second or third place companies that you want to give a shout out here? Well, uh, give a shout out to you. Uh, actually, pretty excited. We announced um, we are having a more official partnership with WeWork Labs. Uh, is essentially a internal to WeWork. It's a little more of almost like an accelerator, where you know if you if, as your startup has funding or has progressed, um, and you can get into the program, uh, they just bring like a lot of resources and great stuff to early companies. And to help them accelerate and grow. And so actually now about 60, 60 cities globally in specific locations and cities around the world. And uh, we're starting to partner in Seattle. And it actually looks like we're going to look at some a number of other cities and how that all kind of rolls. We announced the partnership uh, yesterday. So exciting. Congratulations. I think I think that like is a perfect fit with how you're helping promote startups and build community they're really have the same goal in mind very very much the same yeah very much Uh, the same um and so that's pretty cool i think that's a really good idea that's also just great for you right because a lot of times they have space 
you have an event and I know you've had that partnership before, uh, you know, hosting it in their spaces. And so that works out for both parties really well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. But yeah, it was a great event, man. And we had uh, shoot, we had five, five cities, uh, five events yesterday. Uh, so, you know, London had theirs earlier in the day. Well, for, for our time, but um, London and then Dallas, Denver, San Diego and Seattle. So all, all on, on one day. So it was a big day. Congratulations. What a big day for Founders yeah. Live. Yeah, I logged mm-hmm. onto the website and I saw like all the events and all of the polls. And I was like, wow, you know, that's what, 25 companies pitching in one day? Yeah, yeah, pretty that's cool. cool. That's cool. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, and uh, I, how, are, how long are you over in on the East Coast? Uh, I flew a red eye on Wednesday night and I come back on Sunday. So it's not super long, but uh, my parents, so we're here visiting my fiance's parents, but my parents actually came. And so uh, it's just kind of a chance for uh, my fiance and I to spend time with both sets of our parents nice. at the same time and kind of let them be a little bit more familiar before we combine our families. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. We were really excited, a little nervous about it. Uh, but it's off to a pretty good start. And, you know, every time we come here, you know, you just, when you wake up and you get to walk out to the beach and go fishing, uh, it's it's a way of life that I only dream that I'll be able to provide for myself one day uh, to live this close to the beach and be able to do this. It's, Dude, that's, uh, it's pretty no, that's awesome. Like, um, I mean, obviously being in Seattle or close to the water, but when I was in Boston where I was staying, it was sweet because there's like five minute literally like within a five to ten minute walk each direction was like a beach and um you know i'd see guys i'd see people out there early in the morning like uh fishing and stuff and then during the day you know families would go out there and just be on the beach but it was it was great because it was like it's the atlantic ocean man like it's not you know in seattle we have the sound and we have water but it, it doesn't necessarily feel like a traditional beach and Correct. to be able to like get out there like in the sand and it was just like you look out there and you can't even see anything you know in the distance uh that's pretty cool yeah there's something just special about the beach and uh you know whenever i meet someone or i've met someone or talked to someone who who hasn't experienced it i mean it's just like a special uh part of the country and there's something so mysterious about it with it being yeah it goes on forever Right. Uh, you know, it's another 5,000 miles until you run into something. It's just something uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of mesmerizing. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about let's get back on track with Founders Live. So uh, last night, the winners were Uscript, at least from what I saw on the poll. And so uh, can you give us a little rundown about Uscript? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. If you um, if you go to their site, um, I mean, they say, you know, faster, more proactive, personalized medication management. And, um, I really enjoyed her pitch actually, you know, she, she wrapped in a story, which, you know, obviously storytelling is a very important aspect of, you know, giving a pitch and describing what you do, but, you know, she, you know, brought in this, you know, young boy and, you know, um, looking at this, this, this young boy and how, you know, he had, you know, some, some issues and then there was a prescription, but it wasn't managed well. And, you know, all of a sudden this, <clears throat> this boy is like in trouble and, you know, he's, his health basically took a turn for the worst. And, you know, quite frankly, it's because these medications and, you know, the prescriptions weren't really managed very really well. And so this basically is saying, 
you know, synthesizing all evidence impacting drug response to support the right decision at the point of care. And so they're bringing data and um, testing into um, prescription management in a way that just makes better decisions and keeps people more healthy and more importantly, cost savings. Um, you know, the amount of dollars that is wasted or spent in, you know, managing um, medications and drugs that is probably wasted. Like, not only do we not know that, they're just now studying that and determining, like, the proper management of medications and combinations. And, you know, it's personalized to that individual based on their their needs and their issues. And I, I just thought it was a great pitch. And it is actually something that is very much needed. Yeah, certainly. And the ph- pharmaceutical industry, uh, obviously pretty known for it, how expensive it is and how much money is generated there. But it's so expensive for us as individuals and users. And it's so tedious to manage all those subscriptions, uh, go in, pick them up, get them filled, uh, know when to take them. You know, that it's a giant process when it comes to being subscribed medication and then picking it up and taking it. So there's no doubt that software is going to significantly disrupt the entire supply chain of all the use cases and how it's distributed. So it's pretty cool to see this kind of come together. I almost felt the first thing I thought, I was like, oh, it's like the pill box, but uh, for software. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting way to think about it. Um, and, you know, not, not to jump too far ahead, but interestingly enough, when you look at London, <clears throat> London, their winner was Virtuoso, which is a free mobile application that rewards your healthy lifestyle. Yes. And so it's an interesting trend that, you know, it, you know, just on the same day to at least two of our uh, companies that pitched that were around health and healthy lifestyle and some sort of or direction in that, um, you know, one. Yeah. At the same time. And I, I think it kind of shows a little bit that the people at least attending these events see that there's value in these health awareness startups in all different availabilities. Right. And what was interesting about Virtuoso that I saw was that they were building on top of the health apps that are already integrated into Google and iOS. So that's just health on iOS and Google fit on Android. And uh, it doesn't use your GPS and it doesn't track your direct activity, which I think is a very interesting approach uh, because now people are being more concerned about the privacy and opting in that this app is actually just tapping into the apps that already exist that I believe you automatically opt into when you use the software or when you use those operating systems. And so that's a really unique look. I think some of the risk on that side is then you are at the risk of Google and Apple. And if Apple wants to say, Hey, we don't like you anymore. They can really uh, cut you off from getting all that information. But I do think the stance that they're taking about privacy is really unique because they're, you know, they're talking a lot about, they don't want to interfere with your privacy um, and help you out with getting these rewards. And for those of you that are curious, what does it taps into those apps? And as you achieve different goals, you can redeem uh, gift cards for uh, looks like they have Amazon. I had uh, just scroll uh, Netflix, Zara, and some other commercial chains that they've partnered with uh, for limited 
quantities uh, to get credits on the platform. And I think that's just like a really fun way to make it a little bit more interactive. So the more active that you are, it, it gives you rewards to spend. That's a very interesting business model that a lot of companies are coming out with partnering with these big uh, conglomerate retail stores and saying, hey, if you achieve these specific goals, whether that's catching a certain amount of Pokemon or walking so many steps, or I've actually participated in a job spotting app that uh, you take pictures of want not wanted uh, posters, but posters that local brick and mortar businesses have posted saying that they're hiring and you upload it onto the server and then they give you points and you can redeem the points for Amazon gift cards. It's a very common model, but I, I think it, it motivated me to take photos. So hmm. yeah, I'm pretty confident that it works. Yeah. Do you um, kind of coming back to the health for a second, do you, have you traditionally and or do you use any sort of health tracker? Uh, and if you do, how have you enjoyed it? I used to really be into Fitbit. And I had a few of the iterations of Fitbit for a long time, especially when I was walking and doing door-to-door sales. I always was curious about my steps. Uh, but actually at, I think it was a startup week, uh, a startup week event, I met this guy who I believe worked at Microsoft and he had this step counting app and I actually downloaded his app. And that kind of got me a little bit more into like, oh, I have this app on my phone and that's count, keep, keeping track of my steps. And then the Fitbit, uh, I think it broke or something like that. And, and simultaneously I got gifted an analog watch, which actually got me more interested in having more analog watches. I had a Google or I'm sorry, Samsung smartwatch for about two years. And that's when I was really plugged in and cared a lot about the steps and the integration and all the fitness stuff. But since I've gotten more into analog watches, I've actually enjoyed having something not smart on my body. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of nice. Like when I need the time, it's right there. Uh, plus I like what it looks and what it feels like. And, and uh, there's something kind of unique to that. And I've, I've invested a little bit of money into a couple different watches that I like. And since then I haven't been as on top of my fitness apps and the data coming through there, but I recently joined a new gym and it's more based around hit training and high intensity. And I've been more curious about, Oh, maybe I should get back into getting a Fitbit bracelet and wearing it again and kind of keeping track more of some of this data. What about you? <clears throat> yeah, dude, I, I've never really worn any of the connective or the, um, any sort of smart watch or, you know, connected thing. Um, so I've just never been into it, but recently, <clears throat> so it's interesting that, that this virtuoso won in London because there, there's an individual in uh, Boston that we've started to talk a little bit and he's building essentially something very similar. And so we're, we're, you know, he, he brought me on just like, Hey, you want to test this out? And I know that you're active. And, um, so I'm, you know, kind of doing some beta tests with him to help formulate maybe what his entire product experience would be. But the thing that I, I guess what, what I've been telling him and what I struggle with is, you know, right now it's a lot of like just steps tracking and activity. And I'm yeah. like, look, like <clears throat> I'm not in that population. Like my goals are, you know, my goals are to increase fitness and that's going to take a lot more, uh, concentrated effort, like high intensity training. Like, I think my problem being on the road is I just, I can't get, it's hard to get to a gym. So yeah. I, I've been running a lot 
and uh, I've been doing all that. But the problem is like, I don't take my – dude, I don't take my phone running. Um, so it's not tracking my steps. And, you know, I don't wear anything that tracks my steps. And I'm very old school on that, you know. So when I run, I actually don't wear headphones. I am uh, – I don't have any connected thing on my body, and I just, like, get out and run. And I am – it's more like I'm tuned into – nature and listen to my breath and all that um so when you have a system that's actually telling you oh this is how active you were that day well it it's not tracking my run so i got to plug that in and is that really being accurate to the steps that i took yeah Um, totally so so just watching and looking at my steps because i am like dude i walk around quite often right so I, i feel like i get good steps but that's not my goals you know there's a lot of people in this world that just need to get to 10,000, 15,000 steps. That's it. Just to be active and be healthy. And that's not, but that's not my goals. So, you know, we're, I'm working with them to try to figure out like, is, you know, is there, how can we uh, personalize my uh, experience and my plan? Um, and a lot of it's like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get outdoor workouts, you know, like if I'm touring around and I'm in a new city every two to four weeks, you can't, pl- you can't depend on being in a gym. But what you can do is depend on if you do it right, like you can do like body weight workout outside. Um, so I'm just trying to work that back into my plan. And, you know, I'm, I'm healthy and active, but my body's changed just because I'm not doing a lot of the strength training that I was like a year or two years ago. Yeah, now lifting. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so kind of a tangent, what would it take to agree, for you to agree for someone to put like a chip into whether it was your foot or your hand or your wrist or in your chest to track all of this information. Mm, God, that's a good question. Like what, what would it, what would it take to actually uh, uh, agree to that? Um, Yes. I don't know, man. I think, you know, I don't even know how to answer that. I I think it would take a lot. Um, I think, you know, if there is a way to take the data and really make it, um, understandable and I, I'm not going to say gamified, but like if you fully understand the data that's coming out of it and it's relevant to you and you can like, you can like very, you can integrate it into your life and track it in a way that feels like you're adding value to your life and you're actually feeling more healthy. Um, I think that that's what it would take. Um, I think the concern is like, dude, you have no idea where that data is going. No um, idea. I, I, and, and, you know, I, I question it. I, I think that that's, that's the threshold from technology, data, privacy. That's the threshold that, you know, I'm not going to cross. It's just like, I don't know. Um, so I think it would take a lot. But, you know, in the end, I, I think here's another way to think about it. Um, you're, and actually, Elon Musk made this point. He basically said, look, you're very, you pretty much already have something embedded in your body it's just not in your body yet but we have these things on us literally it's in your pocket it's so close to your body it's tracking pretty much everything in terms of movement so we're almost we're pretty much there so yeah like having the phone and how addicted and i mean like there are so many people who will not go without looking distance at least of their phone right their phone will never be out of their peripheral vision and yeah that's not that far away from like just putting in a chip right so we're, we're, we're basically in you. we're basically already there um but i think having the control 
and at least the the freedom to put it away or move away from it versus like having it implanted in in your brain and your body that's that is a big difference but um in in the end uh we're pretty much already there so uh yeah i think but implant you know it just has to like tremendously change and improve your life and it has to be very uh you know very obvious uh that's that's the only way the only way i would do it how about you yeah uh i'm i'm in the same boat i don't the one the biggest factor beyond privacy for me would have to actually just be more about the physical health about putting something electronic in my body Mm. uh like one of my biggest fears about my cell phone is the i've had a cell phone in my pocket for a decade now (laughs) and the radiation or whatever that's coming off of these phones i am i'm very skeptical about what the long-term repercussions are going to be like i i always say this is uh especially when it comes to culture and a lot of the issues that are happening around culture right now like things that were said in even 2010 are not acceptable to say now and i always think about what are the things in 2040 that we're going to look back and you know it could have (laughs) been any of these topics over the last 60 episodes that we've done about like i can't believe we said those things out loud and right like how how could we talk about um right putting an an app or putting a chip in our bodies like that's either crazy or of course we would do that kind of thing uh, <laughs> and having the cell phones in our pockets closest to uh maybe the most important organ as far as reproduction goes in our bodies uh i'm i'm so worried of what the long-term effects are going to have and in 2040 2050 they might be like yeah people were so dumb they used to put cell phones in their pockets right and just <laughs> and and just fry their you know future generations Dude, um, you're so, and, you're and so, so right yeah so that's kind of the thing is like if i'm putting this thing in my body like is it gonna poison my blood right like how are we actually gonna make sure that that doesn't make me sick the privacy thing I feel like it's probably almost like a lost cause already. I've already done the the spit test and turned my DNA into a company. Obviously, that could in forty years down the line, who knows what's going to happen with that data? But I feel like I've I've relatively understood that I have, or we all have sacrificed our privacy. But the physical problems are what really worries me the most. Yeah, yeah, dude. I like it's. <laughs> it's a tough topic in my opinion because you can just go down that rabbit hole. And I, I do agree that it's uh, we're, we're already there, dude. And, you know, I think, I think that we've so quickly adopted, you know, technology and whether that's social, I mean, you think about social and just the apps and everything, and then just, you know, the hardware in general. Um, yeah. Who knows in, in 10, 20, 30 years, we look back and we're like, what the hell were we thinking? Yes. You know, exactly. I mean, you know, but what is it? You know, you just can't, I don't, it's, you can't live life like that. You just got to live and you got to like be in the moment. Um, I think it, I think in the end you just have to be, yeah, at least somewhat smart and recognizing what you're actually doing, um, being aware of your actions. Um, but in the end, like, I don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah. So one more winner that I wanted to highlight and that was out of Founders excuse me, Founders Live Dallas, and it was called Rent My Wardrobe, and it's Airbnb for your closet. So you can either rent out your clothes or you can rent someone else's clothes and they ship it to you and you can wear the clothes, you know, for one time. 
and give it back. And so my question for you, Nick, would you ever either rent your closet out, which could be good for you traveling right now to be doing, or would you ever feel comfortable wearing somebody else's clothes? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, you see, you know, we're starting to see a lot more of these now, you know, like uh, Armoire here in Seattle, which yep. is a great, great company and love their team. Um, similar concept, which is you just like with Armoire, you have a monthly, essentially like, you know, a Netflix payment or it's a monthly payment that then you just, you can literally just like get, you cycle through the amount of clothes that you want and you can hold on to a piece of clothing as long as you want. But the moment you send it back, you can get something else. Um, It's, I think it's interesting to think about you're wearing other people's clothes and whether that's a weird thing for someone or not, you know, I think that's just personal taste. Uh, Here's what I like about this is there is so many clothes in the world that are just sitting on, um, you know, hangers or they're sitting in someone's closet and it's just wasted right it's like there's so much waste in this world and if if there's a way to have a more um a a cyclical in situation where you know clothes are being utilized and it's kind of like the library like when you're done with the book give it back so someone else can read it um i think that makes sense and i think it in at the aggregate it reduces waste and just stuff in the world but it is a little strange and I think it's um, definitely different than what we've been used to in our uh, general life. You know, you buy clothes and you have them and those are yours and you feel comfortable in them and all that stuff. So um, I, I like the concept. Would I use it uh, at this point? Probably not. Yeah. I I'm, I'm not in the point. I just don't have a necessity or care for needing a different style of clothes as of right now. But I do, uh, there's certainly an opportunity. I don't know if any of these companies have proven that financially this business model works. I know Amazon, there's been a lot of the, the box companies that have tried this and, and a lot of them have grown real big, but also struggled once they got to scale. And so I'm curious if this might be a better system because it's more like Airbnb where it's a marketplace and you rely on all the people to be exchanging all the products opposed to you managing all of the inventory, which a lot of other products are doing. And yeah, if it's interesting for you traveling every month to a different city, the hard part is that you don't have a single place of residence every month, but it would be kind of cool if you could just jump from city to city and there would be different clothes Mm -hmm. waiting for you at each place that you went. Uh, It'd be nice in that case. You just nailed it, which is if they, if, if you could, if you could solve the, where do I mail this issue, which I'm dealing with is like, look, I, I mean, there's books that I want to like, you know, and obviously you can get audiobooks and all that. And I'm, that's most likely what I'm doing now. But uh, like the whole, like, what's my mailing address is the biggest issue. So this concept, if, if there's a way to be like, okay, so I'm going to be in New York in September. If I could go on right now, just like I go to Airbnb and find where I'm going to stay. If I could go to, I'll say, I'm going to be in New York. And I just type in and I can pick like, you know, four jeans or five jeans and then like, you know, six or eight shirts and tops. And then literally when I get to New York, they're just sitting there. I could go pick them up. That would be badass. Yeah. And and It'd that be would be if, if it was like affordable. 
Uh, and it wasn't like I'm spending, you know, the, theoretically that's like 500 to a thousand dollars, depending on where, where you're shopping. Uh, I'm not going to spend that, but if you had a monthly payment subscription and you could just go on there and be like, Oh, she's like three or four jeans and you know, five or six shirts. And you're just going to go swing in and pick them up. And then when I leave New York, I just go drop them off. That would be pretty badass. So I'm into that. That's a cool concept. Uh, but you know, who knows? I don't know if I'm an edge case at this point. So maybe yeah, I am. There, there, there's definitely not enough people who are living that kind of lifestyle to like sustain a company. Uh, but it is an interesting idea. It reminds me of the company that was in Seattle that shut down that you could like rent the, the professional jerseys, right? So like oh, every yeah. week you could wear a different Seahawks jersey. Rep, it was rep, um, rep my squad. Rep, rep squad. my squad. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure the specifics of why they shut down, but I can't imagine that uh that are that that would have been easy to scale up and and get people to just keep renewing interesting yeah awesome well, good topics man good topics today yeah this is a great great episode 58 thanks for joining me i know it was uh rough whenever you got a founders live event the night before <laughs> and uh and yeah this this noon call time was a, a, probably a little bit easier if you have an event uh Oh, the sure. night before and so we are off next week so thank you for everyone for listening every week to the show nick what do you got planned for your time in seattle and a little vacation time next week oh yeah you know i'm um, just spending time with a lot of friends um god got got a lot of meetings so my my calendar is just packed it's just nuts here but um i will head to actually i'll head to um northern idaho for labor day i'll be in the priest river area uh nice. hanging out hanging out with some friends on a lake house and so i'm going to do that over labor day and then uh head back to, i head to new york um like the 4th of september so fantastic that is awesome well, i'm going to be here in florida for the weekend and then back to the normal grind next week and the vacation weekend is like my actual weekend which i'm excited about uh to have three days off and just be in the city i don't think i've spent that labor day weekend in seattle in years and so it'd be interesting to see kind of how bumper shoe affects the seattle center area uh but nick thank you very much for for waking up early to do the show i appreciate you as always hope you enjoyed this upcoming weekend hopefully seattle treats you well as always and uh i'll talk to you in two weeks for episode 59 all right see you later connor see ya